Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. All right, all right, all right. Well, great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you guys are tuning in here at the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise show. I am Coach Lois. I am here uh, every week to talk about how you can live your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom as a sales professional, entrepreneur. And this month, uh, we're wrapping up, although it's always going to be a conversation um, uh, that we'll be continuing on as this world turns. Uh, this is Suicide Awareness prevention, um, mental health focused month. And we've had three guests prior to this that were very, very powerful. So if you guys have been tuning in, or if not, you're just finding us uh, for the first time, you guys definitely will want to be checking in uh, with those previous guests. And today's guest will definitely be amazing because um, Dr. Moyne is someone that I've been admiring from afar for a few years now um, through one of my other sales connections. And I just want to acknowledge if you are tuning in live before we dive in with Dr. Moyne, please go ahead and comment below, hashtag live and where you're tuning in from and uh, any, in, any exciting thoughts that you have for the day or something that you're grateful for. And if you're tuning in, hashtag and replay, go ahead and uh, comment below, hashtag replay. So um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you, Dr. Moyne, because we wanted to really dive into the, the topic of, of the month. Uh, of the day, uh, suicide awareness and uh, prevention. And I know you're a sales and marketing psychologist. You're an author. You have a huge background um, in sales and helping people create wealth. And yet today we're here talking about um, a topic that's both near and dear to us. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background um, and why this topic is so important to you. Well, thank you for inviting me. And I want to thank everyone. I know we have people listening and watching from around the world. I was going to say good morning, Lois, but I have to say good afternoon because <laughs> good, good, good evening for some of you and good middle of the night. I've got a client in Singapore. He may be watching. Uh, so thank you all for being here today. When Lois invited me, I thought, wow, um, you know, I'm a trained PhD psychologist. Uh, I know a lot about mental health, but you know, what what exactly do I know about suicide? And I thought about it, and I realized, oh, I I I know that person. It was a pretty good friend of mine. He, you know, committed suicide. And I realized uh, I know another person who committed suicide, and it, I know another person who committed suicide, and I know four people who attempted suicide and were not successful. Mm. So I, I just want to jump into this, folks, and say, if you're thinking about it, don't. Something that almost no one talks about or covers, you can Google this, is the number of suicide attempts that are unsuccessful and the people's lives are just worse than ever. You know, um, when gunshot wounds, it, it, you know, and they live, and I, I could go into other details, but just, you know, don't even think about it. So I thought, uh, wow, I have a lot to share about this. And, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm helping three people right now. These are close friends of mine. Two of them used to be clients who have fallen on very hard times. Folks, it's a rough time in the world right now. Yeah. Lois and I were briefly discussing that. There are literally, and this is not an exaggeration, there are billions of people in pain. The world stock markets are collapsing. It's not just the United States. People have, in the United States, we've lost about $9 trillion of wealth. The stock market early this morning was way down again. Uh, the bond market is down. The bond, bonds are considered safe, but 
it's lost almost as much money as the stock market. That almost never happens. Gold is down, silver is down, cryptocurrency is down. People are losing their life savings. Mm. And so there's a lot of pain out there. And I'm, I'm personally helping three people on a, on a friendship basis, on a love basis, you know, to, they're in pain and I'm, I'm doing what I can. And one of them told me recently, you know, Donald, you saved my life. I, and I didn't realize it. I did not know that no one's going to tell you folks that, they're, hey, I'm suicidal. It's not going to happen. But like the four people I mentioned that I know of who committed suicide, everyone said I was shocked. I was just so shocked. And yet there are clues. There are always clues. But people are just so wrapped up in their lives and, you know, they're oblivious. But you want to, especially right now, you want to look, you know, you know the people who are in pain mm -hmm. and you, you want to reach out. You can't help everyone, folks. You cannot help everyone. But those people that you know that, that are in pain, that are close to you, that mean, that, you know, where you really have that close relationship, you I'll talk about, I'm going to go into more detail about what you can do. And you don't have to be a psychologist. You don't have to be a psychiatrist. You don't have to work on a suicide hotline. Mm -hmm. I, I want to share something with you that, that might kind of shock you or surprise you coming from me, a psychologist. You know, there's not many psychologists. There's even fewer psychiatrists. There's not very many people working on the suicide hotlines. All of the, those people are extremely important. The work they do is, is of staggering importance. But there's not enough of them, and there's a lot of people. There's always a lot of people in pain, not just when we have stock market crashes. And it's people like you and me and Lois who reach out to a friend, who support them, who love them, who do some of the things I'm going to share with you later that save lives, that make a difference. You know, it, I don't know if you've ever called the suicide hotline. I've called them. I've been depressed in my life. I've had, in 2008, I lost 20 years of my life savings in the stock market crash and the real estate crash. It, it was, and plus a lot of my clients said, hey, Dr. Moyne, I love you, but I can't afford to work with you because I've lost all my clients. I've lost a whole bunch of my clients. And I, they would, you know, so my income plunged on top of losing all this money. And and it just, I was not suicidal. I've, I have not been suicidal in my life, but I've been very depressed at different times for different reasons. And I call the suicide hotline. And, you know, they're, they're, they're wonderful people. But, you know, it's not like talking to a friend. It's not like talking to someone who, they're not going to come over and see you. They're kind of not, not going to say, you know, listen. They're not going to listen for long periods of time. And, and say, hey, you, and after they've listened and they understand what, what you're going through, you know, they're not going to suggest, hey, let's let's go to Starbucks or let, let me take you out to lunch or let me take you out to dinner. You know, they're, they're not going to do these things for you. And you can do those things for just a few people in your life. Folks, I know you're super busy. You know, that's that's the excuse I've used at different times when, when I've lost touch with people. And it's easy to do it when you know they're in pain. You know, it's it's easy to do it. And but you know, I have a friend in on the west coast of Florida. I have uh, several good friends and clients in Florida, and I have one in particular on the west coast of Florida who's going through hell in his life right now. Before the storm, before Hurricane Ian, he was going through hell in his life. I'm not going to go into any personal details. And I have been for months reaching out to him. No charge. This guy used to be a client, very, very good client of mine. But it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can to make a difference. And he's persevering. And there are going to be better times ahead. So, you know, what I'd like to uh, cover today is on two levels, two audiences. One is you, all of you out there around the country, around the world. If you're in pain, I want to, I want to talk to you one-on-one. You know, -on -one. And the second one is all the people you love, all the people you care about, the people in your life who are in pain, the people you might be worried about and what you can do without being a psychologist or a psychiatrist, what you can do 
that can really make a difference. So those are the the, 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 the two audiences I'd like to address and share some some wisdom, some insights with that, that I've picked up over the, you know, on my years on the planet, quite a few years now. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to take up the whole conversation. Lois has a lot of wisdom to share. I'm going to turn it back to you, Lois, to share whatever you'd awesome. like to share. Absolutely. And thank you so much um, for your knowledge and your compassion. Uh, you know, oftentimes we get so caught up in our quote unquote success in life that we forget about all of the things that are happening for us, right, that are impacting other people. And I did want to just do a couple of reminders because I know we got some some people tuning in live. Uh, Gail Craft from Indiana today, as I know, she said herself, she's been on the railing in a high rise ready to jump. Something told me to get down and I've lost 10 people, um, Dr. Moyne, to suicide. Wow. And I've, I've, I, so for me, it's, and my mom was suicidal, um, you know, so I've, I've actually in utero, and you could probably talk about this, I know that I, I, I brought into existence um, my own pain and, and same as you in, in 2007, 2008, I actually was, I was homeless for a while. I never called the suicide hotline because I had five friends. I called them my high five and I basically said to them, hey, look, if I'm calling and you see me calling, please answer the phone because I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a rock bottom low and I'm not even kidding, Dr. Moyne. That was one of the key things that helped me go from having those scary, um, suicidal thoughts to actually making a plan. And, and, uh, our last guest actually had a plan in place and she had the same thing. She had two friends that actually intuitively knew that she was, in that space and they would call her like literally like angels <laughs> you know saying hey are you okay and and that was one of the things that helped her so just so you know dr moyne it's it's near and dear to my heart and we've been talking about this but i think it's really amazing i haven't had a psychologist um and someone like yourself who's also shared that you've been there and i think that's what people i've found um and then i want to turn it back over to you and any wisdom that you want to share. But I found the number one reason for me and a lot of my friends who've openly talked about this, and I do believe my friends who who did choose to go that path of suicide and were unfortunately successful, they, they taught me something that I, I really want to share today is that we always feel alone. We feel separate. We feel like we're not connected. And, uh, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually feel like life is just not worth living. D can you speak to that or, or what, what is your perspective on, on that, you know, root cause of why people want to go that path? Yeah, that, that, that is it for many, many people. It's uh, deep, deep disappointment. It's alienation. It's on way. It's, it is, uh, you know, when, when you get into deep depression, nothing matters. You, you have your favorite meal uh, and you don't taste the food. It tastes like just sawdust. You listen to your favorite music. It doesn't bring you joy. Mm. You walk through a beautiful park. You, you, it's, just, it's just blur. It's just a blur. You know, and, and it can be triggered by anything, folks. You, you might think, I'm on top of the world right now. I am kicking butt. I'm making a lot of money. Um, and your life can change in an instant. It can be a car accident. It can be a cancer diagnosis. It can be your, the person you love more than anyone else in your world, your spouse, your, mm -hmm. your soulmate says it's over. They walk out. You wake up one morning. Their stuff's gone. The drawers are empty. You know, it, it, life can change so quickly. So don't, don't tell yourself this does not apply to me. I'm exempt. I'm, I'm something special because I, I've worked with some very, very wealthy people and I've seen their, like the gentleman I mentioned in Florida. I started working with him. He, I'm not even going to say the field he's in. He was making about a million dollars a year, really good income. And, uh, I was working with him as a sales psychologist, sales and marketing. 
and we grew his company. We did all kinds of creative, innovative things with, with sales and marketing psychology. And we grew it up to the point where he made $10 million a year in his best year. He had a private jet. He had a 8,000 square foot mansion. I was, I was, uh, he flew me back to Florida a number of times, you know, and he lost it all. He lost, that was like six or seven years ago. It was a long, painful process, but through no fault of his own, he lost it all. And, you know, now he's living in a rented house that's in one of the areas in Southwest Florida, most heavily hit. I haven't been able to reach it by Hurricane Ian. So your life can change in a moment for a variety of reasons. No one's exempt. You know, there are police officers who commit suicide. A lot of them do, actually, because they have access to guns. If you're, I have to say this, folks, I, I support the Second Amendment. I think people should have the right to, you know, own firearms. But um, if you have, uh, if, if, if someone close to you, someone you love, someone you really care about has a firearm and you know they're deeply depressed, you need to talk to them about it, talk to other family members. You need to at least temporarily try to get that weapon away from them because it's just so quick and so easy, you know, to to kill yourself with a gun as compared to, you know, stabbing yourself with a knife or or doing, you know, other things. So what what causes that kind of pain? It's really, it's deep level of disappointment. And it's something that I find so fascinating. I, I want to share this with you guys because most people don't understand this. They think, oh, that person lost a lot of money. You know, they're, they might be suicidal or that person's really poor. They never had any money. They were born dirt poor. They're going to leave dirt poor. It doesn't work that way, folks. Psychological pain is caused by the gap between your expectations and your head and what your outer reality is. Some of the most miserable people I know are some folks I've known in Beverly Hills, in you know, other other very, very wealthy areas, Manhattan Beach, California, New York City, who had a lot of money and lost a fair amount, but they still have a lot of money. They have millions, but their friends have much, much more. And it's that gap that causes so much pain. I've worked, I had an assignment in Louisiana. I was working with an oil and gas company and they were doing these little oil wells out in the bayou. I mean, it was dirt roads. It, people were really poor. I mean, they lived in like houses where, where, you know, just that were shacks and walking, walking barefoot down dirt roads. And we would go out to these restaurants there that were like in barns and I met so many happy people there. I had so such a good time down there with those people. And I realized, you know, people, poor people can be I'm not I'm not advocating poverty, folks. I am not advocating poverty. But I've I've traveled around the world. I know a lot of you have. You know, if you've been to third world countries, I mean, there are a lot of happy people there. And there are a lot of miserable people here in the United States who have a fair amount of money. But, oh, my car's not good enough. And, and you know, you know all it's the, the comparison. It's the comparison, right? The, the keeping yeah. up with the Joneses, the exactly. you have to have you have to have X amount in your bank account or your retirement to be something right. Don't you think? Exactly. Exactly. And, and one final thing I want to introduce you to and we'll move on to another topic. There's something psychologists know. It's, it's called the frustration aggression hypothesis. You think, well, if you if you look at uh, riots, so-called riots in the United States, the Watts riots, uh, you know, wherever the riot might have been, uh, you think, oh, these people are desperately poor. That's why they rioted. No, if if you if you go to Watts and you go to uh, Compton, um, I had a client in Compton, actually a very big company. Uh, there's a, there's some real nice parts of Compton, folks, um, and the problem is to get to Compton, you have to drive through high income areas. So the people who live in Compton and live in Watts, um, East LA, the way you get there is you drive through rich areas. It frustrates the hell out of you. It's the gap. 
between what you expect in life and what you have. And so what are the solutions I want to share with you? If you're in a lot of pain, stop the comparison game. Stop the, it's a, it's a losing game. You know, we all do it, but you need to tone down the volume, folks. It, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, one of the saddest things to me, I, I was making a point earlier that anyone, you know, every group in America is vulnerable to suicide. There are priests who commit suicide, ministers who commit suicide, a lawyer, a number of lawyers commit suicide, doctors who commit, I know a, a doctor who attempted suicide was not successful and it ruined her career, not because of what, in, no one knew about it, but because of what it did to her health. And uh, it, you know, it, it was such a shame. It just totally ruined her career and wrecked her life in a lot of ways. So you have to stop the, 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 the comparison game. And I was, Lois and I were talking a little bit before the podcast um, about transformation, which is really big in both of our lives. When I was mm-hmm. at the University of California, I studied world religions along with psychology. And religion was the original, the way I see it, it was the original psychotherapy. And it's still very valuable. Now that we have psychotherapy, you know, it, it, religion can heal the soul. It can give meaning to life. It can explain why do bad things happen to good people. And it can give you hope. It can give you hope when nothing else gives you hope. I'm not going to talk about religion today, but... Uh, I was raised in a certain religion, which is still meaningful to me. I'm a Christian. Um, I, it's a funny thing. Most of my business partners have been Jewish. A lot of my good <laughs> friends are Jewish, but you know, uh, uh, Christianity still is very important to me. But Buddhism is also really important to me. It helps me make s- sense and deal with this insane world that we're in. And you, it, you know, you can, and, and that's. Meditation, the practice of meditation, mindfulness, detachment, letting go. And, you know, one of the saddest things of all, and I'm going to turn it back to Lois, is that children are committing suicide. You guys have seen this. You've read it. You see it on TV. And and one of the reasons is social media. You know, there are kids in elementary school who have committed suicide. It's so tragic. Their life is just beginning. But, you know, the relentless comparisons on social media. I'm not pretty enough. My, I don't have you know, pretty enough clothing. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. You know, you just, one of the best things you can do for yourself, one of the best gifts you can give yourself is to give up the comparison game as much as you can and just fi- try to find joy in every day and just in the, the little things in life. The funny thing is, it's not the real big things. It's not flying to Paris, you know, for a vacation that's going to make you happy or buying a yacht or a big boat. Uh, it, you know, that, that can make you incrementally happy. <coughs> a friend of mine who had a yacht told me, he says, hey, Donald, you know the happiest day in a boat owner's life? The second happiest day in a boat owner's life. And I said, no. He said, the second happiest day in a boat owner's life is the day you buy your boat. I said, well, what's the first happiest day in the boat owner's life? He said, the day you sell your boat because it's a money pit. It's a maintenance (laughs) maintenance headache. (laughs) uh, That gave me a different perspective on that. So you want to uh, really tone down the comparisons and and just detach it. It's so sad that, you know, when we look at it from our adult perspective, we see it, we say, oh, that's so... you know, it's tragic. If you see the child's diary, they, they kill themselves over such a trivial thing. And, you know, as you get older in life and you think about why, I think about why the people that I know ended their lives. And it, it's really, it just, it doesn't matter, folks. It really just, you know, there, there's a saying, don't sweat small stuff. P.S. It's all small stuff. It's yeah. all small stuff, man. You know, the, the important thing is life and loving other people and trying to make this a better world. If you're doing that, I don't care how broke you are. I mean, you can be a homeless person and you can be making this world a better place for someone else. And, you know, your, your life has meaning. I, I, I want to share something with you. I want you guys to write this down. God does not make mistakes. 
God does not make mistakes. If you're really depressed, you feel like I'm a mistake. I'm a screw up. Man, I screwed up. Why did I do that? But there's a thing in neuro-linguistic program. I'm not going to get into how it works, but it's called anchoring. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart and say this to your, say it out loud. All, everyone around the world, say this out loud. I am not a mistake. I am not a mistake. And let's say it in a positive way. I am a gift. I am a gift. God made me. I am a gift. I have value. Say that one more time with feeling. I, I have, have value. value. Doesn't that feel great? And you know, when you're really depressed, you feel like you have no value. No one's going to miss you. And that's, that's really the biggest lie in the world. So many people are going to, to miss you. You know, there's a saying that when you, when you kill yourself, you die once. The people you leave behind die a thousand times because they keep wondering, what did I do wrong? Why wasn't I enough? Why, why didn't they want to live for me, live with me, share life with me? They die a thousand times. Lois, I want to turn it back to you. Yeah, gosh, that was so much because I could go in five different directions right now. So hold on one second. I do want to remind people, hit the share button if you see value in this show and in this topic today. We're, we're going really, really deep. Uh, I do want to acknowledge, I have I have multiple questions for you. So I hope we can get to those. But I do want to mention, um, Gail shared uh, when she was the one who said she was on a high rise, ready to jump. She was feeling disempowered. I want to speak to that. And then I want you to share anything else. But I, I do have some okay. really powerful questions that I think will will really jive with my audience. So okay. I know a lot of times when people are disempowered, this is me speaking to my own mental health journey is I gave my power away to okay. and I'm going to say it and this is going to be part of my questions after is I gave my power away to religion. I gave my power away to a lot of external people, my parents, my environment, my quote unquote sales mentors and people who I had surrounded myself that were all about the money. And so when I lost all my money, I gave my power away to money too, because when I, I was homeless in that 2007, 2008 crash, I had put all of my value and given all of my power away to all of these external factors. Okay, and I see that a ton in what you said about comparison. So what it, what are your thoughts on that and that feeling of disempowerment? Because I think Gail hit on a really big uh, component there. You know, folks, we all have tremendous, tremendous power. And I, I actually want to take this from a different angle. Um, I want to talk about murder for a moment. I wasn't planning to do this, but I, I have to share this with you because people who sometimes feel powerless are the ones who commit murders and mass murder. They want to get attention. They want to mm. claim power. There was a woman who, I think it was the woman who tried to kill, uh, it wasn't Ron Reagan. I think it was Gerald Ford. Uh, her name was Squeaky Fromm. Squeaky, F-R-O-M-M. You can look her up. Someone can Google her. But she was a mousy little short woman, skinny little woman. And you know, she was caught. She was not successful. And when they interviewed her later, I remember this. She said, they said, why did you do it? She said, I, I always felt like a nothing in my life. I didn't matter. I didn't have any power. And I wanted to do something to express my power. When people uh, feel powerless, they do crazy things. And you, you always have a tremendous amount of power. You, you just need to realize where your power is, how you can claim it in a positive way. Uh, I, I want to share with you, I, I love stories. I love stories and metaphors. Every great world religion, they teach with stories metaphors, parables. And I, and I just remembered this. I hadn't thought of it for years. But this is a story about a prisoner in a prison uh, who wanted a cigarette. The guard outside 
this is a, a few years ago when you, I guess you can smoke in like this in prisons. And the guard outside was smoking a cigarette and it was his favorite brand of cigarette. So the prisoner said, I want, I want, hey, you know, George, can you, can you share a cigarette with me? And the guard looked at him and thought, this is a powerless prisoner in here. No, I'm not going to share a cigarette with you, with you. Um, and George asked again and again. The guy goes, look, I'm not going to. And he's, he blew smoke in, George, in, in the prisoner's face. And the prisoner uh, thought, oh, man, I don't have any power. I'm not going to be able to get a cigarette. But then he thought of something. And he said, George, I'm going to get you in a lot of trouble if you don't get me a cigarette. And George, George, the guard said, how could you possibly get me in trouble? You have no power. And uh, the prisoner said, George, you see this head? And George said, yeah. He said, you see that concrete wall? George said, yeah. He says, I'm going to pound this head. I'm going to pound this head into that concrete wall until I'm all bloody. And I'm going to swear up and down that you did it to me. And he said, oh, they're not going to believe you. I, I said, yeah, maybe not. But the, think of the investigations. Think of all the paperwork, all the investigation. That's going to go in your permanent file. George, can I have a cigarette? And George said, here's a cigarette. <laughs> So, folks, we, even if you are a prisoner, you have power. Prisoners go on, on strikes. You just have to claim your power. So it, it's a matter of awareness. And Lois, I know because you're into transformation like I am, you know, we have to increase our awareness. And at one of them, I, I, I said earlier on, I want to address two audiences. One of them is you, all of you tuning in today. And the other is people in your lives. Folks, if you're in pain, if you are deeply depressed, seek help. And I don't mean just call the suicide hotline. That's very important. But as I mentioned earlier, it's limited. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean is see a psychologist, see a psychiatrist. Use up every mental health benefit you have. And if you need more, appeal it. Apply for more. I work with some very, very successful people. Some of my clients make millions of dollars a year in personal income. And I want to tell you a secret that, you know, if you knew them, you you know, saw how they lived, where they live, the cars they drive, their businesses, you would never know this. Some of them have, I'm thinking about two of them right now, they're working with me as psychologists. I help them with the business, grow, rapidly growing their business. That's what I specialize in making money, helping them make money. But I also help them personally because I'm a psychologist. But they also have a PhD psychologist, a full-time therapist they work with, not you know, not full-time, a therapist they work with. They see a psychiatrist, and some of them are, are on medication because sometimes if you have a slight biochemical imbalance, it can just wreak havoc to your mental health. And, so, and there, some of them are seeing a priest, a rabbi, a minister. They're high maintenance. And it, what the way I equate it, I think in terms of metaphors and word pictures, they are like a 600 horsepower supercar, you know, a 12 cylinder supercar that's missing on one cylinder. And you know what? If you've ever seen a car like that, a Lambo, Lamborghini or whatever, if it's missing on one cylinder, it can barely run. They're high maintenance. And, and that's the way some of you are. You're superstars, man, but you're high maintenance. Never apologize. You know, write this down in your notes. No shame. Seek all the help you need. I've seen, I'm a PhD psychologist. I've seen psychologists. I've seen psychiatrists. I have a couple of psychologist friends. We trade therapy on each other. I do therapy. I'll make a confession. I do therapy on myself every day to deal with this <laughs> insane world. <laughs> I was going to say, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, just have to, I have to, I have to sh- give you a shout out because that's the thing that was hurting me, Dr. Moyne, when I was going through deep depression, dark night of the soul, is I felt alone and separate. We talked about that earlier, but to take it ahead was a lot of people wear this fake it till you make it mask. They're all, you know, rah, rah, see me, I'm awesome, never let them see you sweat, I don't have an off day, but, you know, probably in, in, in their closet at home, they might be drinking a bottle of wine going through their own challenges, but they don't want to come forth and, like you said, <laughs> confess. And I've been more open and vocal about my painful journey and how I may have a, a bad day or a bad week, and that is what people want to know. They want to know that you're human 
And so the fact that you shared that, I just want to acknowledge you for that because a lot of people will say he's got all of his, you know, you know what, together because he's a psychologist and this and that, and he has all these degrees and awards. Who am I? You know, so I think people need to know that we all have our own journey with mental health and we, we are, we're working on it every day. Exactly. Amen. Amen to that. I want to pick up on something you said. I'm going to shift now into how can you help others without being you know, trained in mental health? Because like I said before, I think that it's people like you and me and Lois, you know, just regular people who save more lives. Sometimes we don't even know it because there's just so, you know, there's so many more of us. There's billions of us in the world. And there's not enough psychologists, psychiatrists to go around. So get all the help you need. Don't make any apologies for it. No shame, no guilt. Uh, more and more people are coming out and doing and and and, and talking about this. You mean you see famous athletes? I'm think, trying to think of the name of the, uh, the 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 tennis player who took time off. And you see, you know, uh, musicians and and uh, others who say, well, Michael Phelps, the swimmer. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> he's doing ads for it for uh, some mental health service and, and he took time off from swimming so you can be a very high performance person and you know need to take care of your mental health and and you can be authentic and share it and talk about it but you talked about this whole thing about fake it until you make it and i want to talk now about how you can help other people and most importantly i want to tell you what not to do because this is what a lot of people do is they recognize someone in their circle who's in pain, who's suffering, uh, you know, they, who's, who's had a big setback. Maybe they they went through a painful divorce. They lost their house. They were in a bad car accident. Uh, they were diagnosed with a serious disease. And they decide, I'm going to cheer you up. And they give you their pep talk. Yeah. And they say, you know, it's it's a beautiful day in Southern California. Listen to the birds sing. Isn't it a gorgeous day? Are you feeling better? PMA, PMA, write that down. Positive mental attitude, positive <laughs> mental attitude. You need a checkup from the neck up. Get rid of that stinking thinking. And there are actually people who have gotten famous, you know, by teaching things like this. And I, I don't want to criticize them because I, have, I actually follow some of these people because they have some worthwhile, you know, they have some valuable things to say. Lois knows who I'm talking about here. Oh, I do. And I've said their you, name on my show. I have no shame. I have no shame. <laughs> well, actually, I saw that in your LinkedIn profile, you know, and, and, but, you know, and I, I've met that gentleman and he made a <laughs> big positive difference in my life, but people misinterpret this. And when someone is down, that is the last thing in the world you want to do is, is, is give them that pep talk and, and you're feeling better. And the other thing you don't want to do, folks, it's, there's two things you have to know, what to do. And, and people think, oh, if I just know what to do or what to say, that's enough. No, you have to also know what not to say. Uh, so you, you don't want to say, you know, man, you could be a, a starving person in a third world country with, you know, no health care. Think about, you know, you should be so grateful to be living in America. And, you know, when their soulmate left them, when, you know, they were seriously injured in a car accident, when they lost their house to foreclosure, which people are going through foreclosures again now. It's starting because of these super high interest rates, you know, and there's going to be a lot of pain uh, to be you know, coming. Yeah. They... That does not help them to say, think, think about, you know, you could be in a third world country. You could be so much more poor. You know, you could be living in, you name some, you know, a tenement building somewhere. It does not help. So don't do that. What can you do? Folks, you need to walk with them. You don't have to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But you know that saying, misery loves company? Yes. There's truth in that, folks. There is truth in that. There's, if you like Motown music, if you like, uh, it's not Motown, it's, it was kind of like pop music, but there was a song a number of years ago. You can, you can see it on YouTube. It's still out there. It's still a little bit popular. 
uh, I forgot the Shondells. I forgot who did it, but it, it's it's called uh, "It's My Party and I'll Cry If I Want To." It's my party and I'll cry if I want to, and there's a lot of truth in that, you know. Uh, misery loves company, but every mood seeks its match. It's not just misery. Every write that down. Every mood seeks its match, and if you're kind of down and depressed, and you get, you know, especially if you're trying to do business when you're down and depressed. Uh, and you talk to someone whose life is just going really well, you need to think about a time in your life when you were really happy and access that. It's stored in you. It's stored in you, the emotions, the memories, and just temporarily. Let's say you're on a sales call. You know, for the next five minutes, you know, access that part of yourself. When you, when you, when you think of yourself, uh, how, how a life was like when you were up and cheerful and happy and everything was going great. And then once you make that big sale and you earn that $10,000 commission, you can always go back to being depressed. You know, you can always go back to being depressed. So folks, what you want to do with those people in your life, and it's, you know, like I said, right now I'm, I'm helping three people like this because, you know, you, I know you don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the time, but it could just be one person that can make a huge difference. You can save one life or, you know, give them, you know, hope and reason to go on is just listen say you know how are things going i've been thinking about you you know um, tell me about it i'm here to listen don't have an agenda of your own just say i'm, I'm just calling as a friend and listen and ask questions and uh, and and if, if there's maybe most things are going great in your life but if, if there's a couple things in your life that are not going so well Share that with them. Uh, say, you know, you know, I've been feeling a little under the weather lately. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I have, I've been having the sniffles. I may, maybe I'm coming down with COVID. I don't know what it is. I need to get checked out. I'm not sleeping well. You know, be disclosed. You know, uh, walk with them. Walk with them. The key to helping people change is to first get in synchrony with them. If you were trained and got a PhD in psychology, one of the things you learn is to enter someone's reality, to really understand it. If someone comes into you and says, I'm seeing purple elephants, you know what every family member has said to them? There are no purple elephants out there. Helen, there are no purple elephants out there. You're imagining things. Snap out of it. Wake up. Grow up. You know, everyone's tried that. It's it's not it hasn't worked. That's why they're there to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So, in, you know, if you're a skilled therapist, you're going to say, "Well, that's interesting. You're seeing purple elephants. Uh, tell me about them. How big are they? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, how many are there? Oh, there's only three. W were there ever more? Oh, there were a dozen. Oh, well, why why did they go down? What are the elephants doing? So you enter their reality, and that gives you the power to start to unravel it. So let's go back to you and a friend, someone you know who's in a lot of pain, and you, you give them a chance to, psychologists call it catharsis. There's a primal pool of pain within them. Give them a chance to drain it out because so many of their friends cut them off. They bottle, they, so they have to bottle it up and the pain just wells up. Give them a chance to drain it off. So you get in synchrony with them. It's like two friends walking down the, the, the street together. You notice how you get in synchrony with your friend? Left foot, left foot, right foot, right foot, left foot, left foot. So you get in synchrony walking together. And what are you likely to do if your friend speeds up a little? You're likely to speed up or if they slow down. But the key, folks, or if you speed up, they're likely to speed up with you. The key, folks, is you first have to get in synchrony. Because if you just start up running off, they're going to say, hey, dude, slow down. Where, you know, where are you going? Get in synchrony with them emotionally. And then when you change, they will change. And here's how it works. It's like, you know, you, you share a few things in your life that are not going that well. They don't have to be big things. But in, uh, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I, I'm not sleeping too well. And, and then you say, you know, tell me more about what's going on in your life. Are there any positive things? Are there any things you're enjoying? 
So you start moving them in a positive direction. And if you're with them physically, uh, try to get them out of the house or get them out of the office because one of the characteristics of deeply depressed people is they become housebound. They don't see people. And it's a, so you, you, once you get in synchrony, you can suggest something like, you know, I was thinking that it might be nice to, to go to Starbucks, you know, go for a walk around the mall, uh, go out to lunch. It's about lunchtime. Can I take, can I take you out to lunch? Hmm. And you know, it's a, this is, I know it's a little thing folks, but it's little things that make a big difference. As I said earlier, it's not buying a boat. It's not, you know, flying off to Bali. It's, you know, or, or some exotic location that makes people real happy. It makes you happy. I've been to those. I've been to Paris. I've been to Bali. It makes you happy for a while. But there are depressed people there. I mean, you, you go, you could be at a five-star hotel. You look around. You know, I'm a people watcher. I love to watch people. I have to you know, prevent myself to, from not staring because I just find people so interesting. And you can see people are depressed everywhere. You know, they're, they're looking down, their breathing is shallow, their shoulders are slumped. You know, if you just look at people, it's, you know, in the, in the finest of surroundings. So it's what, what makes people, what can lift people up is small, pleasurable things on a regular basis every day. You actually want to schedule in small, pleasurable things. And that's, when people have small, pleasurable things on a regular basis, that is what leads to actually more happiness than these, you know, really big, spectacular things, although that can make you happy too. So I want to turn it back to Lois and uh, have her share some, some thoughts. We're probably coming up uh, on yeah, our Yeah, we're time. right at that, that 45 minute mark. I can't believe it. It's just flown wow. by. And uh, I love how you broke it down as to how do you take care of yourself first? Because you got to put your oxygen mask first, right? You've got to love yourself. You know, you made a po good point about misery loves company. That that is also a, a difficult thing. If two depressed people are getting together, they're only you, what you focus on expands, right? Um, so the more you can reach out in your own healthy state of mind. So by taking care of yourself first, you're going to be able to, to shift positive things for those other people um, as well. And, and you can't give from an empty cup, you know, so that's what I've, what I've learned. I had to go in a cocoon when I was going through my own journey of mental health and dark night of the soul, dark night of the mind, um, mm -hmm. just in the past 18 months. And so I came out of that cocoon now ready to really give, and that those are my um, quick announcements, Dr. Moyne. And then I have one final question for you. Um, that I always ask at the end. Uh, and if there's anything else you want to share, I know we, we've gone over our time, but I know it's a very, very important topic for both of us. So part of my own coming out of the cocoon, you guys, was, you know, I shifted the focus um, heading into 300 episodes of my podcast. You're going to find more conversations uh, about mental health, physical health, spiritual health, because to me, that was the root core healing that I got to do in order to be the highest and best version of myself. So here at Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, that's our mission for you. So I have a new Healthy and Wealthy and Wise subscription, um, super low cost. That's my give back to the world for what I learned by putting my oxygen mask on first and by really doing a deep dive and asking for help, being being uh, vulnerable and, and open to receive that help was also a huge lesson for me. So the subscription gives you four classes a month where we tune in and we meditate and we go through um, some processes that I now coach on to help you self-discover those root wounds that may be where you're, you're, you're coming from. The comparison uh, for me was coming from the not enough wound. Uh, and, and there's a whole, whole lot of other stuff. So if you guys Check out the show notes. Uh, I'll have my subscription link um, for this amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise just to, to really give back to you as my podcast community. Um, and then also in October, I'm having a five-day Heal Your Relationship with Money challenge because my not enough wound um, came from a lot of abandonment. And a lot of that, believe it or not, came from the Great Recession. Um, it triggered my abandonment wounds from my childhood and then when that money was poof, gone overnight, multiple six figures, um, and then quite opposite in debt, I, I really had put my value on money. So working on healing that, 
that not enough wound helped heal my relationship with abundance and money. And I got much, 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 much more back into what that means for me. And now my life is filled with joy, bliss, and abundance. And that's what I want for you. So I'll put that link in the show notes as well. And so turning it back to you, Dr. Moyne, is there anything last brief um, that you want to share? And then I have one closing question for you. You are awesome. I want to share that. You are awesome. <laughs> I had heard about you through a mutual friend. And I'm, just, I'm grateful to be on the show. Folks, look for things every day. I keep a gratitude journal. You know, I write down little things I am grateful for uh, every day. And it's, uh, it's very therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Um, if, if you're not connected to me on LinkedIn, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on anything else. And I only joined LinkedIn uh, two years ago. And I have like 9,500 wonderful connections with people around the world. Uh, let's connect on LinkedIn and, um, and practice some of the things you learn. By the way, Lois, I was, if you saw my head looking down here, I took a whole bunch of notes. Uh, I hope you guys are taking notes uh, on the, the insights, the, the <laughs> nuggets of wisdom that Lois shared. So thank you, Lois. So I'm going to turn it back to you. Awesome. And, and I don't know who this is, guys. I, I apologize. Um, if you were on LinkedIn or YouTube, I would know who you are. Facebook doesn't always let me know your beautiful face and your beautiful name. So someone asked, will any replay be available after this? So so yes, uh, you must not be inside my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise community. So first of all, just like find Dr. Moyne and I'll, I'll put your profile in the show notes. Okay, Dr. Moyne, because I want okay, people great. to find you and connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, you, can, you can live stream uh, these shows on LinkedIn. YouTube and several locations on Facebook. The favorite one, of course, is inside my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. The replays are always in there. They're always on YouTube. They're always on LinkedIn. And oh, by the way, usually within 48 to 72 hours, this show will be in iTunes. So you guys can have access to it indefinitely. And then I also have a special suicide awareness podcast page that, that will be also in the show notes and we put the YouTube video because we, 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 we love the video aspect of this show so people can connect with the visuals and connect with our energy visually. So you'll have so many options to see the replay. <laughs> you might be a little overwhelmed by the options, but follow me, follow Dr. Moyne. Um, we'll have it on all of those places. So thank you so much, Dr. Moyne. I, I do have one last question and I cannot wait to hear your answer. I, I close my show with this question for every guest. And the question for you is, what is your definition or what meaning do you give to the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise? What does that mean to you? You know, I, I'm a student of linguistics and there are some things that I parse and I go down into what's called deep structure and there are other things I just take on an intuitive gut level basis and uh, what it means to me that day. You know, health means strength. It means energy. It's very important to me. I exercise every day, uh, especially as you get older, folks. You know, when you're young, you just have boundless energy. But uh, as you get older, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, friends of mine. I've had, I've had, you know, I lost a very dear friend about three weeks ago. Uh, I do a lot of work with financial planners. This guy is a giant in the financial planning community. He's, he's won, won like every award. I did over 50 seminars with him. Uh, he had the energy of three men and he died at age 65. And it just, it shocked everyone. So you don't know how much time you have. And that's why it's so important to make the most mm -hmm. of each day. So, so healthy, I just, I, I just take it face value. Wealthy, so many forms of wealth, you know, uh, physical wealth spiritual wealth, psychological wealth, um, family wealth, just, you know, connectedness, friend wealth, social wealth. Um, you know, I, we, we could do a whole pod, podcast on definitions of wealthy, but <laughs> really the, 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 the money, the lucre, you know, the, the coin is, is a very superficial type of wealth. I long ago, I was in my twenties when I outgrew being, impressed by i'm just a, maybe a tiny bit impressed 
if you know if someone has a Rolls Royce or a fancy car, but I mean that's just uh, if they if, if they if they try to show it off, it actually lowers my opinion of them. If they have it, okay, fine, that's great. Uh, I've had a lot of fancy cars, but uh, you know after a while, I'm I'm reminded of that song, uh, "The Thrill Is Gone." You know, the thrill is gone, and it's it, a little bit of a little bit of the thrill is there. So many healthy, wealthy, and wise wisdom. Wow. Um, you know, that's something that drove me from a young age. I always loved knowledge. I thought I for many years I thought I was going to be a college professor, and that was my my path because I always loved knowledge and learning. And and then I had to redefine myself because I I realized I taught a couple classes when I was getting my PhD, and I uh, this is fun. But I was much more interested in business, and I did not. I realized I don't want to spend the rest of my life teaching eighteen and nineteen-year-olds who say, "Is that going to be on the test? <laughs> Is that going to be on test?" Hey, man, learn it because you know because it's important because you love it. So I I, I shifted gears and and jumped right into business and got, started working on Wall Street. Uh, that's a whole other thing. So wisdom it comes in so many different forms it comes from unexpected places you know wisdom from the mouth of children sometimes so look for wisdom everywhere there's wisdom we can get from animals look at the way animals live their lives if you have pets uh there's wisdom in nature so i uh i i seek it out everywhere and um it's I, I have to applaud you for what you're what you're doing. You know, you you are making a difference, Lois. God bless you. Uh, continue on in the journey, and um, and join and you know all of you out there, join us because you have wisdom. Put your hand on your heart and say this: I have wisdom. I have wisdom. I have wisdom. Say it with feeling. I I have, have wisdom. wisdom. Don't ever feel like you're you're ignorant or you're stupid. We all have more to learn. And if you ever hear yourself, the, the three worst words you can, three of the worst words you can say to yourself are, uh, I know it all. If you, those are killer words for learning. If, if you ever find yourself saying, I know it all, you are going to stop learning. And stop paying attention, and stop taking notes, and stop thinking, and it, it it means the end of your growth as a human being. So if you ever hear yourself saying that, you have to be able to increase your awareness. So you can hear what you're saying to yourself because we talk to ourselves at, at the rate of about 200 words a minute, and many people are not aware of that, and and they don't know how they're programming themselves. But you, you need to slap yourself and just say, you know, stop it. You know, I, I don't know it all, man. I, there's so much more I have to learn. Because that, that's what makes life exciting. Uh, thank you all for being here, Lois. Thank you for for inviting me. And uh, I, uh, one final thing I want to share is that, you know, I had a person recently, one of the three people I'm, I'm just I'm doing everything I can to help um, who said, you know, you saved my life. And folks, those are uh, like the greatest words you can ever hear. The greatest words you can ever hear. And you may not, you may never hear them, but you, you might realize later that you have saved someone's life, uh, added meaning to their life. So there's, uh, you, you're, you may not necessarily be financially rewarded for this, but the the, the spiritual rewards, the soul rewards, the, the, the richness it brings to your life. You know, there's nothing more important than saving a life. And um, so use what you learned here today. There's a lot more to learn. Uh, God bless you all. And uh, Lois, I hope we can do it again sometime. This has been fun. <laughs> yes, I would love that. There's so much more to, to learn from you and to share with our audience. So please, guys, again, as we wrap it up here, please hit the share button. Sharing is caring. No matter what platform you're on, email this out to your list. Uh, we definitely want to invite more people into our community of healthy and wealthy and wise. Uh, it's free to be inside the Facebook group. It's free to connect with me. 
on LinkedIn. Um, and of course, if you want to take the next step and be a subscriber and, and to really heal your mind, focus on your health, your wealth, and your wisdom in a different way and in a supportive, positive, like-minded community, um, please consider that as well. You can check out that link in the show notes. So we'll be back next month um, in October. I'll be actually streaming, streaming live next Tuesday um, an interview with uh, my mentor, spiritual mentor, Franco Romero, on the pursuit of happiness. What is that all about? What does that even mean? How do you define happiness? We're going to be talking about that next Tuesday and a couple other um, uh, great episodes uh, later in the month. So until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, whatever that means for you. And of course, your best wisdom. We love you. And uh, again, please share this. You could save a life. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for attending another amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise show. Thank you so much. Please subscribe, download, leave a review or a rating. And also, if you felt like you could benefit from some help, maybe some magnetic mind support, maybe some lead generation and sales strategy, I would love to gift you a free month of my membership or go to bookacallwithlois.com. That's right, www.bookacallwithlois.com. And if you haven't had a one-time free strategy session with me, that's my gift to you today for attending all the way to the end. Here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom.